0: Okay, we are back again, and it's Kelly with TNT, and I am here with Tyler and Kaylee and David. What up? So, we just, we talked about, was it excuses versus solutions in this series? Uh, We talked about exercise versus nutrition, and now we're really diving into the nutrition with calories versus macronutrients um so i feel like there's probably gonna be a lot of passion coming from kaylee yeah so <laughs> buckle then, your seatbelts <laughs> she's coming at you <laughs> <laughs> and that she does <laughs> uh, so i guess just to kick things off why would you say calorie counting is not a good way to keep track of your nutrition uh
1: there's quite a few reasons for one uh, people get obsessed with that overall number like if Say that they're they decide on the number 1400, they are going to like obsess over it, and that's just not a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. That's not a good thing to get up, it's not a good mindset whatsoever. Um, second of all, you can eat 1400 calories worth of butter, and that is not, not good. benefiting <laughs> anyone, you know. Like, when you're not thinking about the carbs, proteins, and fats being balanced, you're just setting yourself up from fail- for yep. failure, especially if you are exercising and you're not eating enough protein you're risking, you know, kind of breaking down that protein. If you are in a deficit, your body's gonna have to pull from somewhere. If you've cut out carbs and protein and you're pretty much just focusing on fat, ketogenic, <coughs> <laughs> then you are really putting yourself at risk for breaking down um, your muscle fibers and it's just not it's not good. Yeah. Okay.
2: Your body has energy systems for a reason. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. if you start eliminating them Things can your body can break down yeah. in multiple yeah. ways, yeah.
3: yeah.
1: And,
2: that, and that's the interesting thing is
3: because technically the keto diet is exactly the Atkins it diet. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just, just name something different. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds cooler. Yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, that's it's different. Yeah. I'm like, eh, no, it's still the same thing. And God
0: Kelly, oh, I was just gonna say before we dive into this too much, can we do like a quick review of what macronutrients are, just for people sure. who are listening that maybe not don't know what those are? Yep. Mm-hmm. So um,
1: macronutrients basically are where your calories are coming from. Um, they are Carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. So, for every one gram of carbohydrates, there are four calories. For every one gram of protein, there are four calories, and for every one gram of fat, there are nine calories. So, at the end of the day, that's where your calories are coming from. But focusing more on a balance of macronutrients is going to benefit you mm-hmm. much further.
3: Yeah, and it's like an overall. It's an overall number. It's an overall review. Mm-hmm. Gives you it gives you a part of the equation, but it doesn't give you all of the answers. Mm-hmm. So you have to dig deeper into the other metrics, which would mm-hmm. be the proteins, carbs, and mm-hmm. fats. So I think, yeah, you're totally right. People obsess about calories, but in reality, it's like, well, let's look at your macronutrients. Mm -hmm. But they've never even thought to look at
2: that stage. so. So what's the point of protein, carbs, and fats?
1: Um, So, well, we can start, I guess, with the one that everyone thinks is like the devil, which is (laughs) carbohydrates. And whoever on the planet decided that cutting out carbs was a good idea, I want to find them and punch them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: carbs, first of all, are awesome. But anyway, so carbohydrates are um, broken down into something called glucose in our system, and it is utilized for our energy stores and our glycogen stores. So that's um, what our bodies use when we exercise for energy. So it breaks down, gets shuttled to our muscles when we decide to exercise exercise that's where our muscles get their energy from um and it also is what our brain's favorite source of energy is so our brain directly utilizes glucose for energy so you might notice if you have cut out carbohydrates that you go through what people call the keto flu and you feel very groggy you feel anxious you feel mean you just might sometimes people Angry. are like i feel kind of drunk like they're like Woo! and it's just because your brain is being forced to use energy to make energy, it is using a process called gluconeogenesis to use your fat stores and your muscle stores for energy. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I think
0: I'm talking. No, no you're good. You're hitting oh,
3: it. Keep on going. That
0: actually, uh, just to give examples of carbs, because people hear carbs and they mm-hmm. think bread, bread, yes. bread, 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 potatoes, starchy things, pasta. Yep, exactly. Uh, exactly. Obviously, the one thing that people, a lot of people, surprisingly, don't realize is that carbs includes veggies and fruits mm. and those things that everybody stereotypically knows are healthy. Absolutely. Yeah, so there are two different types of carbohydrates. There are simple and
1: complex. Mm -hmm. So the simple is going to be your things like white bread, sugar, candy, um, juice, things like that, that your body breaks down for immediate energy. So um, the difference between that and complex carbohydrates is there are, um, basically there's, for one, usually more fiber. um, So it takes longer for your body to break down and digest. So it's in our system for longer. We're utilizing that glucose for longer. It's going to give us longer energy and it's going to keep us fuller. So things like oatmeal and whole grain breads and brown rice, things like that are going to provide us with longer lasting energy than the simple carbohydrates.
0: Yeah. And it probably requires us to burn more energy to digest
1: it. Mm -hmm. Correct. So, um, out of the three macros, actually protein takes the most to digest. It takes the most energy, um, has the highest thermal effect of food. Um, and what protein does is basically when we exercise, we tear down muscle, we repair muscle, um, and the amino acids in protein are what help to, um, produce more muscle fibers, and to build bigger muscles. So um, protein is really important for that. Um, there's a lot of different things that come along with having higher proteins. Um, it's good for blood health, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to fats, um, there are also different types of fats. They're um, good and bad, saturated and unsaturated. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a debate right now whether or not um, saturated is kind of on the fence of being a good fat because things like avocados, coconut oil are saturated, but they're also... Um, high in omega-3s so something you want to keep in your diet yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then there's unsaturated and trans fats the things that are you know you use for frying food things um like chicken o- or not chicken oil like animal products animal <laughs> yeah. oils things like that um you want to try and find a plant-based like olive oil or um canola oil things like that so those are going to be higher in omega-3s they're going to be anti-inflammatory um they're really good for hormone production uh energy keeping our brain focused things like mm-hmm. that so Yes,
3: and I think at the end of the day, we have to understand on what our body's objective is, is it has multiple (laughs) different systems to operate, which take nutrients to help them operate. If you don't have the nutrients there, the system cannot operate. So it's just like, once again, coming back to a car, if it has no gas in it, you cannot operate the car. It will not run. So same thing, whenever we're lacking energy... A lot of times, it's a symptom because we're not nourishing ourselves properly. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to identify, like, and that's the biggest thing. Is like our body is broken down in a system of organization. So you go from atoms to uh, atoms to molecules to cells to tissue to organs, organ systems, organism. If you have a problem at the bottom state, you're going to have a symptomatic problem in the organism. So like yep. that's what we have to identify is what is that symptomatic problem mm-hmm. and how are we not nourishing our body properly? Yeah. Like it's a very, very it's, and it can be complex. That's why it takes knowledge to be able to do it properly. And that's why people are like, well, I'm just going to go eat a salad because like, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. at the same time, if you eat iceberg lettuce, it doesn't have any nutritional value. So technically you didn't eat anything. Yeah. yeah.
2: If that's all you ate.
1: Crunchy water. Yeah.
2: So I think it's also to understand the types of, uh, of like especially in the carbs this is the biggest Mm -hmm. one is uh the denseness of those like you can have too many carbs like that is a problem and any of you can have too much protein you can have too much fat but Mm -hmm. it's having the right amount for your body and understanding like pasta is going to have a lot more carbs in it than broccoli yeah. you know like just understanding the denseness of them at the same time mm-hmm. i think that's always a good thing to understand so guess what if you want to eat more eat more broccoli so you get to eat more but if you're going to have pasta you're going to get a very smaller more smaller portion size right. of it
1: absolutely and that's the thing too is people will reach for these more um like simple carbohydrate and carbohydrate dense things and one serving of that is only two ounces when you can have you know a one serving of broccoli is three ounces and that's 10 grams of carbs so you can have several servings yeah. before you even get close to how much you're going to have of pasta and you're not going to feel full and then you're going to go back for seconds and that's kind of where the cycle begins and people are like yeah. well i'm just going to cut them out all together well why would you do that when you can reach your goals if you're With them. Yes, yes exactly yeah. if you have enough willpower to cut them out completely you have enough willpower to just bring them down a little bit yeah absolutely. you know so yeah. i don't see why people Jump to that conclusion.
3: Yeah, and then and it's, I think it's a lot of problems like they're like everybody like perceives as something to be bad. Like the thing is, we can't change the physiology of how our body works. So mm-hmm. once we come up with like a crash diet or something like that, that is not going to help. The physiology of our body has been the same ever since that we've been a human. Yeah. It's
2: it'll, never it'll, going to change. It'll work for a short time, but your body will fight back. You're yeah. going to get oh, yeah. cravings, you're going to get mm-hmm. um, headaches, you're going to get all these things because your body's like, hey, I need this energy right now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. make you get do it. You know, like, and that's what happens. Like, yeah. And people are, don't understand why they're like, well, I have all these cravings and all this. It's because like, it's you're blowing something. Your body needs it right, right. now. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And yeah. when you're uh, doing those, it's not sustainable. So you're going to start having these cravings and eventually you're going to cave to those. And it's not just going to be, I'm going to have a cookie. It's I'm going to have a whole pack of cookies and then order a pizza because you're just gonna lose it you know like you're like ravenous
0: for what you've been stopping yourself from
3: eating and i I think that's a big thing that people don't understand is the balance that your body needs Mm -hmm. so no different than temperature with your body if my temperature goes anywhere below uh, above 98.6 my goal is to be able to get back to 98.6. Mm-hmm. So if I'm running a fever, my body's now trying to adjust on how it's trying to raise its temperature to be able to kill that bacteria so it can be able to bring it back down to 98.6. So it's like it's your gut, body's always trying to get into a balance. If you take it out of balance, it's going to get what it needs. Mm-hmm. So right, And it's going to create that craving so bad that you can't resist it. And like mm-hmm. she said, that's where you... Go to a point where you end up eating yeah. <laughs> an entire package of cookies. I've been there yeah. before. Yeah. Is because whenever I would, whenever I would go and go for months without eating anything. Like it would get to a point where I would literally eat an entire package of cookies all yeah. at one time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that'd yeah. be like forty something cookies. Yeah, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, and back
1: to We've when all I been talk- there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I talked about eating in one of the earlier podcasts. Like I went twenty four weeks and I stuck to my guns and I was determined because I had a goal to reach. When I got done, I went through a really bad cycle of binge eating, and it wasn't just like some girls like oh I binge I ate four cookies. No, I'm talking I ate boxes of pop tarts, and it's just like your brain shuts off and your body starts going and it's just yeah. and yeah. you don't want to get to that point. And if I think when you start to tell yourself it's okay to have a cookie every now and then, yeah. you stop craving it. You're like, yeah. I can have that if I want it, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's okay if I have one cookie. But going overboard is where people they're like, "Oh, I deserve 12 cookies." And then it's like, "Wait, yeah. what?" Yeah. But just understanding, you know, like how that's going to affect you and what difference it's going to make on your body just makes a whole world of difference, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess what I was thinking about going to next is that the industry has basically conditioned us to always think about, well, how many calories is this? Is this going to put me over? How can tracking macros be different from counting calories? I mean, obviously there's the balance that we've talked about a little bit, Um, but one thing that people probably don't realize is if you're tracking your macros, you will hit your calorie Mm -hmm. needs. Absolutely. Like that's not the number you need to focus on. So what do you suggest when it comes to tracking macros versus the calories? Um, so actually, I just had a friend text me today, and she
1: asked for some advice because she wasn't reaching her goals. She's like, "I have been trying to do this, that, and the other, and I can't reach what I'm trying to do." And so I said, "Well, what what are you currently? What's your diet kind of looking like?" She's like, "Well, I'm eating about 1,600 calories, which is 100 grams of protein, 100 grams of carbs, and I think she said 40 fat." And I was like, 1,600? That's that's way low." So first of all, you have to understand kind of how the macros break down and how much Mm -hmm. your body needs to reach your goals because in reality she was only eating 1300 calories and she's like i don't know why my body's fighting me Mm -hmm. i'm you know i'm doing cardio every day and i'm not losing the weight i want to and essentially her body has gone into starvation mode because she's not eating enough she's you know active every single day and she's not fueling her body so understanding how the carbs break down um Mm -hmm. first of all is very important so Overall, if you are looking to take in about 1,600 calories or whatever your goal may be, you want about 40% of that to be from fats, 40 to 50, depending on who you talk to, where you get your information from. But we at TNT do about 40%. So um, what you do is you multiply your overall calories by 0.4 and then divide that by 4 because you get 4 calories per 1 gram. So that will give you your carbohydrate intake. Doing the same thing for protein... 30%. 30%. Yeah, okay. So we do... 30, I was I was like, I thought so. We do 30% for protein. So doing the same thing. Multiplying your overall calories by 0.3 and then dividing by 4. That'll give you how many grams of protein that you need to take in. Um, and then finally, we do 30% of your daily intake from um, fat. So you will take your overall mm-hmm. calories, multiply by 0.3 mm-hmm. and divide by 9 because there are 9 calories per 1 gram of fat. So that will give you the macros that you need to hit to reach that calorie goal. And then just tracking that, looking at, okay, this pasta I'm going to eat is... 45 grams of carbohydrates, mm-hmm. um, two grams of protein. So I need to add a fat source and a protein source and then just kind of, you and once you do it, you get used to it and you can kind of look at things and, oh, that's a pretty balanced meal. And I know exactly how much is in it. Yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing to keep in mind is that you have to almost track it on no. an app yes. or something oh, like absolutely. my fitness style. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I forgot to mention that. Oh no, yeah. you're totally <laughs> good. Don't do it in your brain. <laughs> oh, you're
0: good. Um, because like whenever you have like the 40 to 50% carbs, 30% protein, 30% fat, uh, until you've done it progressively, you've seen lots of plates that look the way you need mm-hmm. to. You need them to. Uh, tracking on an app like MyFitnessPal is going to be s- incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And I think people, you know, kind of get frustrated with the idea of tracking because, yeah, I mean, it is a little bit of work. But realistically, if you're in the bathroom, you can knock out like an entire day's worth of meals. And I know it sounds gross, but if you're like literally yeah. just. Just that's the one time. time where you're going to have time because you're in the bathroom. No yeah. one else can, like, disturb you. You can knock that out on your phone yeah. in, yeah. like, three minutes. And I think that's it. whenever and we're coming back to excuses, that's something that people give. I don't have time to track.
2: It takes mm-hmm. three minutes yeah. to track, yeah. And I will,
0: a lot of times, the night before, I will track
1: my meals for the next day to know mm-hmm. yep. this is balanced. this is what I'm eating, and there's no surprises. You yep. know, like Because yes. then you'll, the next day, like, oh, I don't know what to eat, and then you're starving, you're like, ugh, and, and then you yeah. scarf it all down. And yeah. then most
3: people have a problem, with tracking is because they know it's bad and they can't handle Mm -hmm. to see this failure that's the number one problem so Mm -hmm. like and that's probably what you're dealing with right now it's like everybody like you like this is what I say. Poor people hate to look at their bank account it's because there's no money in it. Yeah. Rich yeah. people love to look at their bank account every day because there's money going in it all mm. the time. So that's the difference. If you know you're doing good, you want to track your stuff. But whenever you're not doing good, you don't want to track that. You yeah. mm. probably don't want to track the six donuts that you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: From experience, this weekend, I don't. <laughs> I did not track those. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, another thing I see people doing is when they're tracking their macros, they're looking at it as a day instead of a meal. Because yes. if you look at that like, ah, I need 200 carbs, perfect. I get all this pasta and all yeah. this stuff now. Your body can't handle to digest all of that at one time. Mm-hmm. So taking those macros to another level and breaking them down into knowing how much macros I need at each meal yeah. is the key actually, And mm-hmm. yes. the
1: benefit to doing that is if you are every you know, three or four hours eating a balanced meal, you're going to keep your blood sugar stable. Mm-hmm. So you're going to prevent that drop in blood sugar, those cravings for simple carbohydrates, and then the binge cycle because it all starts back over again
2: Yep. so and then
1: you feel guilty and then you eat more because you're sad and it's just not a good place to be yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. if you go too long of a time frame without eating um, anything pretty much lasts about four hours of four hours your blood sugar just starts tanking and then you literally can't even like your body's like hey I need energy right yeah. now it, mm-hmm. and then when it's time to make a decision to eat there's ooh this looks good or or this is, like, what you should be eating, your body's like, no, nah, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want I want something bad. I want sugars. I want yeah. fast food. I want something simple. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even want to think about what I need to eat. I just need food right, oh, right. now. Absolutely. Like, Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and that's, I mean, you might notice that when you feel like you haven't eaten in a while, you start to feel shaky, and you feel lethargic, and mm-hmm. you're, you know, starving and kind of grouchy. Angry. But then, too, mm-hmm. when you go on the opposite end of the spectrum and you overdo it on carbs in one meal, you will feel tired and shaky and it's your your body knows like it wants to be like tyler said in that constant state of like homeostasis and balance so having that balance at each meal every so often will just keep your blood
0: sugar stable and keep you happy so so for people who want to start tracking their macros versus their calories because once they start tracking macros they're gonna realize like that's the better option and the calories will kind of go out the window naturally (laughs) yeah um it takes a while you know because i had to like you know, myself, I had to switch from that mindset of like, cause I wanted to track my calories initially. I'm like, how many calories is in this? And I had to be like, well, it doesn't matter. Cause yeah. yeah. Right. Like, like that's not absolutely. what we're focusing on because mm-hmm. it doesn't give you the balance that you need. Um, so people who are wanting to start tracking those macros, what would you say is the best first step for them? Um, I think
1: just, so there's a list that I give to a lot of people and it breaks down the groups of like really, um, popular carbohydrates, proteins, and fat options, knowing, first of all, because some people come to me Kaylee, I don't know what a carb is. Like, what what are you talking about? So I have to break it down for them. Like, you know, rice, pasta, breads, things like that are going to fall into this category. And just kind of knowing that before you even start, because some people will be like, oh, I can't hit my, I didn't hit my carbs for this meal. I'm going to eat some peanut butter. Well, there's some carbs in peanut butter, but that's not what you're wanting to do. And mm-hmm. then they go over on their fats. So and am like, wait, what? How did that happen? You know? So just being comfortable with knowing what falls into which macro category... Uh, is a good step to start with. And then scanning your foods, too, I think, um, is a really... Because the MyFitnessPal app allows you to scan your barcodes of your foods, which will automatically input it for you. That way you don't have to search and like hope that it's kind of similar to what you're putting in. Um, and I was going to say something else, but it just shot out of my brain. <laughs> oh, measuring, too. Yes. Uh, definitely measure your food because you know when you're just eyeballing it chances are you're overeating yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. well i think it was a cup and in reality it was like four servings i'm like
0: yeah (laughs) maybe next time (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that'll if you don't measure that'll throw you off and you think you're eating a certain way and then you're not meeting your weight loss goal and then you get discouraged because you're like well this whole tracking thing isn't working yes but it's because you're not tracking accurately yeah absolutely Absolutely. no
3: actions (laughs) (laughs) right actions
0: And I think for people who like to cook, I think that's where our recipe side has kind of worked out really well for a lot of our clients that are familiar with it because we have the recipes that we've kind of sanctioned are healthy and low sodium. And they're not your like traditional chicken with broccoli and that's all you're going to get kind of thing. You know, we've got, (laughs) we've got, yeah, meatloaf, sloppy Joe's. We've got a lot of like awesome little muffin things. That's what I had for breakfast oh, yeah. this morning. It was fantastic. Yeah, those are, those are a fave. Yeah. <laughs> I love the muffin. Taco salad. Like, your food doesn't necessarily have to be what you always think it is, which is just a salad and grilled chicken breast or grilled turkey breast or whatever. You can have real food. You just have to make healthier substitutions and you just make sure it's balanced which luckily with our recipes we have the macros per serving already Mm -hmm. balanced for you Mm -hmm. so all you have to do is just enter that into your my fitness belt and you're already assured that it's going to be balanced and low sodium so that's always an option you can always check that out on our website if you're looking for you know different recipes that you know are going to be good for you regardless until you can kind of learn to do it on your own yep yep absolutely okay well does anybody else have any Other things they want to talk about when it comes to calories and macros? Eat carbs. They're not the
1: devil. (laughs) In
0: balance. In In balance. balance. Yes. In moderation. Yes. 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 Everything in
1: moderation.
0: Okay. Well, our last podcast for this series is going to be Time versus Money. So stay tuned. This is definitely one that you're going to want to hear.